I thought it was only right that on the last day of this decade, I share with you my five things that I'm leaving in 2019 and in this decade and why I think it's a really good idea for you to think about things that you want to leave in this decade so that you can be a healthier, better, happier you in 2020. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. I'm sharing this list of what seems like, and when you hear it, it may come across as quite a lot of negative things, but I've made the conscious and honest choice to leave a lot of this negativity in my life in 2019 and in the 2010s because I experienced a lot of it and I want to be a happier person and I know that for me by saying this I'm making a commitment to you by sharing it but also to myself because I'm allowing myself to not only make mistakes but come back and listen to this and recognize that hey, I actually planned for this once upon a time. My plan was to rid myself of these things and this is how far I've got. This is what I'm doing. It also gives me the ability to redirect and correct my thoughts, feelings and actions about certain things. I think it's really important, especially to round out this reflective series of 2019 and the past decade by actually just talking about things that I'm I'm super happy to leave in this decade and why I think it'd be great for you to leave some things in this decade too. So starting off, I have expectation. I'm definitely going to be leaving that in 2019 and this decade. And it's not to say that I am never going to have expectations again, because it's really easy for me to to let my mind run away with me and build up my own expectations of certain things. Prime example, my birthday. It happens every single year. I build up my hopes about who I'm going to see on my birthday and I'm disappointed. I would say bitterly disappointed, but I'm leaving that kind of language in 2019. And I'll tell you why uh, in a few points time, but I'm disappointed. And I came to realize this year because there was a lot of angst and I felt really, really bad. I wanted to see certain people and I, I was hurting myself thinking that they weren't going to come, thinking that they were horrible friends when it really just wasn't the case at all. It was all in my head. And when I just got rid of those expectations, it made my life a whole lot easier and it made enjoying my day. It also made Fernando, my partner's day, who was organizing the whole thing, a whole lot easier. And I think there's a beautiful, valuable lesson in this because when we stop expecting things, a whole world of possibility, of joy, of happiness, of fun opens up. It's like when you go to the movies and you've heard such good things about this movie and then you go and you watch it and it didn't sort of live up to your expectations because everyone had told you all these things. You thought, oh man, this movie's going to be awesome. Oh, I've heard this about it. Someone says this about it. And all these certain little stories build up the way that you think this movie's going to be in your mind and nothing is ever, ever going to play out the way you think it is, especially in your mind. I have this rule where if I have thought up a little scenario or if I've thought up a certain conversation that I'm going to have with someone, I know that without a doubt that is 
absolutely never going to happen. So I end up finding it really funny and stupid. I'll feel myself and I'll I'll get into certain expectation mode and be like, oh, they're going to say this to me and I'm going to say this to them back. And then I take a step away and go, oh my gosh, how absolutely absurd is that? And the fact that it's so funny, it's just a true reminder that that's never actually going to happen. Nothing ever works out the way you think it will, which is just the way of the world, which is crazy, but it's the way it is. So I vow to not have or try my hardest not to have expectations of others and their actions. This is that whole talking, making up scenarios in my head about what I'm going to say. These expectations are just silly and pointless and they're not getting me anywhere. So I'm leaving them in 2019. Also expectations of how things are going to turn out. Now you can plan, do absolutely everything in your power, do a whole bunch of preventative measures, get a safety plan happening, you know, make make sure that everything works out and plays out the way it's supposed to. But in the end, the chips are going to fall wherever they may and things are always going to pop up in ways that you couldn't expect or imagine and you just have to deal with them. So it's really powerful to not be so hellbent and have your expectations so high of how things are going to play out and let there be quite a lot of room for error and wiggle room and you know just the ability to move things around and actually be okay with it. I promise it will make your life a whole lot easier if you do. And a big one, not having expectations on yourself. And this is hard because if you have an ego, and let's face it, everyone's got an ego, but if you expect a lot from yourself and it becomes overwhelming, it just means that these expectations are not helping you. So it's time to let go of them and go back and reconnect to you, who you are, the things that you love, the things that you like, the people that you like, the things that you like doing, and just do more of that. There's one thing that being in my 20s has taught me. Because when you expect and you have this unchangeable idea of how things are going to play out, you are severely disappointed because you've got your hand and your grasp so heavily, tightly held and wound that there's absolutely zero room for error when there always should be room for error. Which leads me to the next point, which is the next thing I'm leaving in this decade is control. And that may sound really stupid because, you know, if you're in a car, you probably want to have a little bit of control. But I mean control on my life in the bigger sense. It's exactly the opposite in the thinking and the trust and the faith that if you have a belief in a certain man upstairs or just a higher power or you just believe that things work the same way that they will and thinking that, you know, the man upstairs of the universe has your back. Well, if you think that, but you still can't let go of control, that means you don't truly, truly think that. Because when you let go of control, you can spend a lot more time enjoying the moment and just open yourself up to what the world is giving you. Holding on to something so tightly that you can't even trust others with it really, really brings you down. And this was something that it's a lesson that I tend to relearn every single year around my birthday. And you'd think I'd learn it You'd think I'd be done with it. I'm cool. I'm solid. I got this. But maybe not. Maybe I got to learn this lesson a few more times. I've definitely learned it today and this week and this year and this decade. 
but it's definitely something that I want to stay in this decade. So, you know, I'll keep you updated on how that goes. The next thing that I am leaving in 2019, and for real this time, is that hustle mentality that I had a lot of in my 20s. I pushed. I had high expectations for myself and I pushed a lot of shit uphill. Because for me, there was nothing getting in the way between me and my dreams and I was strong. I made sure I got the things that I want. Nothing was going to stop me. I was hustling. I made shit happen. And now there's absolutely nothing wrong for you if you want to hustle. But it's something that I have made the choice to leave in my life in this decade because it's not doing anything for me anymore. I've learned that although the hustle is great at some point, it's not great for me anymore. I spent a lot of my 20s in hustle mode and looking back at it, it took a lot of my joy. You know, the last 10 years have been the last 10 years of my 20s and I can look back at it now as a 29 year old and just go, wow, this is where I was. This is what I did in my 20s and a lot of it was forced. And it just seems a little bit silly now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm definitely not bringing that into 2020. So this year, this coming year and this coming decade, my plan is to sit back, resign and surrender to what life has in store for me. Whatever it wants to send my way, pick up on those things and actually make them into opportunities because that's what I'm doing now. That's what I've learned to do in the last six months. And boy, oh, do I have some pretty cool opportunities in my life right now that I'm really excited to look into and explore further in 2020. So it's really kind of cool that I've just sit back and let a lot of this stuff come to me. When five years ago, I would have been like, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't good enough. It is not where I want to be. And right now, I don't really have much of an idea of where I want to be. I am along for the journey. And that is essentially the opposite of hustle mentality. And I am totally okay with it. So instead of beating a dead horse, I'm going to get on a live wild one and focus on the things that light me up and feel loved. The fourth thing I am leaving in this decade is excess and I mean all forms of it from overeating to hoarding junk and I've done quite a lot of both of them in the past decade but from now on it's only what I need in 2020 because I've recognized that the things that I value most and my values have changed quite a lot not just in the past six months but over the past decade but what I value the most are is connection sharing joyful moments, experiencing new ways of living, eating, preparing and sharing delicious food, giving love, feeling good, sun-drenched days and laughter. So in this next decade, I'm going to operate under the whole mentality that if it doesn't fit my hierarchy of needs, I'm not doing it and I am not paying for it. It's Tiff's hierarchy of needs, and I'm sure there is going to be an episode on that in the coming decade and how to find out what yours are. But who needs excess? Who needs too much of everything? I plan to rid myself of so much stuff that I have in excess because it just doesn't matter. Why does it matter where you live? Why does it matter if you have designer brands? Why does it matter if you have carpet on your floor or not? It doesn't. To me, my values are the things that I've described before and having carpet on my floor has nothing to do with how much that I laugh. The final thing that I'm leaving in this decade in 2019 
is negative language, especially to myself, because for so long I felt unhappy with who I am, the way I looked, what I see in the mirror, what I saw in the mirror, the way I acted towards certain people and the things that I did, my actions, I was totally not happy with them. And I was clearly coming from a place of negativity in my mind. And I was using a lot of negative language on myself that now knowing that I can feel and I am as good as I think I am, I know that that negative language is not serving me. And it's going to be a journey and it's going to be a day in, day out thing because I know that it's going to take lots and lots of time, but I'm committed to being the best I can to myself. And it all starts with the language that I use on myself internally. And then it just becomes external because when you're being good to you and you feel good, you're going to exert that goodness and those loved feelings. Because if you love yourself, you can quite easily turn that love outwards. But if there's no goodness in you, how hard is it to be good on the outside? You got to start with what's going on inside, especially with that negative language. And language is so powerful that it can bring and make your day it can also bring it down and and absolutely ruin it so when you do start thinking negative things if you just find a way to reshape that to change the language instead of going I'm not drinking for a year and I do that a lot I tell a lot of people oh I'm not drinking for a year but slowly and surely I've just started telling people oh I live alcohol free I've changed the language and now it doesn't feel like a bit of a chore and hey how hashtag just made it successfully through Christmas without any drinks I'm about two months in already I'm smashing this alcohol free life and I'm loving it because I've changed the language I've changed the the way I feel about it by changing the language and talking differently about it. There's so many shifts that can happen in your mind if you change the language and the way that you talk about things. And that also goes for other people, especially with your own judgments of things. Because let's face it, all we are doing in our head is making judgments of the things that we perceive and we understand. But if you instantly react and it becomes a negative thing, that's okay. But if you notice it, you capture it and you go, okay, that's not a great way of the way I said that. Maybe I can change it. Maybe I can reword it, change the language so I feel good about that judgment that I made. I caught myself the other day looking at this woman and she had camel toe and I was like, oh girl, your crutch hungry. And I thought, do you know what? Tiff, that's a terrible thing to to sing and to think and to actually, you know, to 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 talk about right now. But I changed the language because I looked at that woman and she was beautiful. She had the most gorgeous hair that I forgot about her camel toe. So it's one of those things where although it might be a silly analogy, if you change the language, you can change the way you feel about things, which is so important because I want to start my 2020 feeling the best I can and continue to do that. And that's why I think it's really important for you to just make an, a list or a note, especially on the last day of the year. I really mentally take in what things you want to leave in this decade. And it's not going to be easy. I will probably find myself having some expectations and some negative language. But I know that by telling you this, sharing it, I'm committing to changing my life for the better. And that's all I want for me and all I want for you. So have an incredible, wonderful new year. 
I hope this next decade is as prosperous and beautiful for you as the last one. I hope you take the lessons that you've learnt in this last decade and you go and live an incredible 2020 and 2020s and you have an incredible, safe, happy, love-filled New Year's Eve, however you're planning on celebrating it. My partner and I are planning on welcoming the first day of the decade on top of a mountain, watching the sunrise from a beautiful place called Mount Manganui. And if the start of your year is as good as mine, well, mate, we have got an incredible decade to look forward to. Well, that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it. 